we're just out here doing our best. Yeah. Trying to live our less our best lives. Stuck at home, doing our best. The apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes when life feels perfect, nothing to rearrange. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that we note, need some kind of change. Let's uh, let's get the show started. Hey folks, welcome to another week of Never Seen Any of This. My name is Andy. I'm Sammy. I'm TJ. And I'm Raymond. And goddamn, we are professionals. Wow. Yes. We are we getting this nailed Doing a swear. A real on pat them. on the back every episode. It's perfect. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we are week 498 into this uh, self-quarantine. I think that's uh, mm. under understatement. Help me <laughs> to recollect. Longer. Yeah. Help me to recollect. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to announce. I'm actually. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm off the wagon. Um, I. Uh, I. I found a bunch of chemicals down here in the basement, and I found that if you mix them up with a little bit of lime, you know, mm. uh, yeah, it's not so bad. You know, yeah. make your own personal good, yeah. moonshine. As you know, we from how, the movie how, we how I just yeah, I just watch. I just get up in the morning, and go. How do I want to feel? And then I, <laughs> how do you feel? I mix mix a little of this and mix a little of that. I've uh, only killed three Mexicans so far, so uh, yeah. I call it. Uh, you know, TJ, I've been meaning to want to talk to you because one time you mm. used my computer and you logged into mm-hmm. your Amazon account. And sometimes yes. when I get on my Amazon account, it still pulls uh-huh. up your account. Uh-huh. You yes. just ordered seven tons of sand? <laughs> See, Someone's a little yeah. lonely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, and then I can love them and leave them every day. Mm. <laughs> I can just, just, just fucking and know, just have flows. a... Well, you know, just you have like a big bag set around it, like it's kind of like a kitty litter thing, and then once you're done, you just kind of, and then you just kind of throw it out in the out on Easy the curb, clean. and yeah, Easy clean. yeah, and then and then yeah. it absorbs you know, spend, it pretty well. Spend all night, you know, making the visage of Margot. Ra- I mean, uh, 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 <laughs> uh, you know, whoever, uh, <laughs> and uh, Oops. just do it again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's desperate, uh, desperate times. Am I right? I'm yeah. thriving. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Thriving on that sand. <laughs> I've got the closed captions on, and when it, TJ said he was thriving, it said I've I'm frightened, and I think that works just as well. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. agreed. That's you reading into it. I don't, That's I, Google know. reading into it. I'm just interpreting. I'm frightened. <laughs> so uh, we had to make it was Sammy's turn to pick this week. And uh, it, what better was, way yeah. to reflect mm. our our own selves losing our minds than watching uh, a movie about losing your mind with mental illness? Sammy, what did you pick? <laughs> okay, so I didn't know what this movie was about, but it was on my radar. You when... didn't know at all? No. I, just, I, I didn't oh, really either. I, I knew a very small amount. I So it was on my radar when uh, The Joker came out because I was like, I haven't really seen a whole lot of things Walking Phoenix has done. And I was like, I feel like I need to see some more things that he's done. Um, so this was one that I was like, oh, it was, he was nominated for an Oscar for it. And there was uh, two other people were too. So I was like, we should check this out. So then I asked Andy, because I texted Andy. I was like, here's some options I've been thinking of for this week. And Andy was like, the master all the way. And now I'm like, mm-hmm. why did you make us watch this? <laughs> I know it was my pick, but <laughs> you lead me toward the master. Uh, I was yeah. not. I didn't see that coming. That, this movie coming you at all. You weren't prepared to be baby birded the master. <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> but yeah, it, we watched the master. I mean, you yeah. you presented to me four picks mm-hmm. <laughs> of of equal craziness. Yeah, that's true. They were all pretty <laughs> crazy <laughs> options, but I feel and like I learned said... I learned that I need to go with movies that I know I will like, not movies that I feel like I should see. I think there's like a line there. Yeah. <laughs> <'cause>... 
Yeah. I, next time and I'll Andy just pick just, a movie uh, I know I'll like. <laughs> Andy just pulled Sammy aside and said, listen, if you don't pick the master, then you will be my sworn enemy. <laughs> okay. In the so, next life. Or you could stay. <laughs> okay. So He made his choice. So Sammy texts me and says, uh, help me help me make a decision. Mm-hmm. And he gives me this four choices. What were your four choices? Um, I think, because uh, Equilibrium has been on my list for a little while now. Oh, yes. Um, and then the killing of a sacred deer. Because oh. I like the lobster, so I was like, I'm, I'm sure that'll be I a fun time. Yet, oh, boy. And then um, whatever that Elijah Wood movie is the on Netflix, the really long title, I Don't Want to Be on This World Anymore or something oh, like yeah. that. Uh-huh. And then The Master. Those were and you said, out of those four, which should I watch? And I said, The Master. And you said, yeah. why? I said, because only one of those movies has Philip Seymour Hoffman in it. And yeah, that was... You're goddamn right. Yeah, so that was... A, so, so I wanted... Because those were the three things. Was seeing Walking Phoenix and something else. It had been nominated, and I was like, I gotta see more of my, my sweet Philip yeah. in more movies. So, I mean... Well, I mean, yeah. This, how, many this op- how many opportunities? Right? Exactly. Yeah. This movie's got a lot going for it, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there were so many. I, I I thought I sent it in the message, and then realized later I was like, oh, I didn't send it. But the, there's a ton of people in this movie that I had no idea uh-huh. until they just started showing up. I was like, Rami Malek, the, what are you yes. doing here? And then I was like, the, the, my yeah, sweet the Paul Thomas Anderson effect. Yeah. My sweet Laura Dern. <laughs> mm-hmm. She is a ray of sunshine in whatever she is in. Kenzie I got, was pleas- so pleasantly surprised that she was in this. Kenzie got so I'd mad when a long time uh, ago. Philip like started to make her cry. She's like, uh-huh. what do you, want? you don't do that to Laura. <laughs> Oh man, these little <laughs> bursts do in this movie. Don't do it. How much do you guys know about L. Ron Hubbard as a man? You know uh, more I'm, than me. I know. I, I know, know enough. I know enough to know that this movie was uh, like, relying heavily on the. It all lines the character up. I did read that. I read that it like pretty much lines up exactly with. Well, with like uh, the yes, timeline, and, and then like kind moving of, to England, and his son not believing was, him, and stuff like that. Glimpses. Yeah. There were glimpses into mm-hmm. it for sure. And at least from like the the actual like archival footage, like primary sources of watching L. Ron Hubbard talk, like yeah. yeah, I think he hit like the elements, but then I couldn't help but bring uh, like a billion times more charisma to it because it's fucking Philip Seymour. Right, I was gonna bring that up. <laughs> gonna I'm like, you're gonna tell me that this man's gonna come up and try to have you join a cult, and you're gonna say no? <laughs> like, there's yeah. no way. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And the real L. Ron Hubbard like was like a like a horse faced blubbery mess. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, like, listen, we can we can fix things that have gone back trillions of years. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to psychologists; we're all insane. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, sure. Yeah, we'll... no, he's he's fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how that fucking shit worked, but it did. Man uh, can write a, a compelling. He fucked sci-fi Alan Parsons' novel. wife. <laughs> he How'd he do it? <laughs> Something must be working. <laughs> but there was this element of him, like he feel it, like there's almost like this, like the kind of same spirit that like Steven Spielberg is trying to catch with like Indiana Jones. Like mm-hmm. even in the in the score throughout the movie, you know, like when he's got like I've got my six shooter at my side, and I'm gonna go dig into the side of the hill and find my book. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it feels like my unpublished like, works. <laughs> hopefully, uh, if we come across any natives, we won't have any trouble since I speak Oquante. <laughs> Quite fluently, you'll find Freddie. Yeah. Like, like that's that's how Elron Hubbard saw himself. 
You know, like, if there's, like, documented shit about him being some super Boy Scout or whatever the fuck. But, like, <laughs> most of his other stuff was complete horseshit. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah, he's like, I spent time in the riverboats in Canton. And I uh, had a spiritual awakening with a shaman in the Himalayas. <laughs> you know, like, all this other fucking bullshit that is completely untrue that people bought a hook, line, and sinker. It was like the exact people that he was going to those parties for or whatever exactly. were just like, oh, and now this guy's telling me that I'm Joan of fucking Ark. This guy's the best. <laughs> like, right. And that's how it worked for a while. It was like a parlor trick. I mean, if if the movie leads us to believe the man has unlocked the art of arguing, because if you end any statement with the word pig fuck, I'm willing to listen to you. I, the, the way it's executed so good that little burst like it, it slips out a little bit the pig thing slips out pig fuck yeah it's <laughs> it's, so it's incredible the, i didn't realize that was from this movie so when it happened yeah. i was like oh because it yeah. only happens the one time yeah it's incredible so kenzie was like gonna get up and go into the kitchen i was like no wait it's coming no no <laughs> wait <laughs> Uh, this is supposed to read like the most boring part of the movie because this is about to happen. <laughs> I think this is a very interesting movie to watch after uh, Joaquin has won his Oscar for Joker. Well, I was going to say he's like three fourths of the way to Joker in this there, movie. Yeah. I think this is a better version of this, the I, Joker. Yeah, I would have rather have I think him, him been rewarded for this. Yeah, and it's a better movie. <laughs> Mm. Well, and and my uh, it, my struggle watching it is because he's so hard to watch. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's not it's not like a, like a revulsion of like oh this feels ingenuine. It, like it feels very genuine <laughs> to the point where you're very uncomfortable, which right. I think well, is the point it's trying to make. You know, the fact that like we're repulsed by this person, but then also uh, objectively we find problems with how he's being manipulated, uh, but at the same time, because we won't help these people properly, then they're thrown into the arms of people like the master. <laughs> and, but he was drinking and gasoline. There wasn't way. much we could do. <laughs> Torpedo fuel apparently, and fruit, that was fruit very, juice. Mm-hmm. Apparently that uh, is called like jug juice. Yeah. And it's like in the Navy at that time, it's what people drank. Well, yeah, because he wasn't the only one going down to get it. Like no. he had like three no. other guys he was with the him. One like... Who knew how to make it the best? Right. Yeah. I imagine he was Crazy. probably pretty popular. Um, you get it's... the least kidney failure. <laughs> it's you can see in this movie uh, that it's obviously extremely personal to mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix as like a character that's dealing with uh, PTSD because mm-hmm. he very obviously has some of those issues. Uh-huh. I mean, so, he watched so. his brother die when well, he their was family escaped a cult. Like yeah. yeah, his parents were in the Children of God cult. Mm-hmm. And so also like not awesome, <clears throat> Exactly. So, I mean, that's why they changed their name to Phoenix is uh-huh. after they uh after they got out, they said, "Oh, we're going to change it." And just like in the movie when they chose to go to Phoenix to release his book because it means new beginnings. That's mm-hmm. like word for word what Joaquin's parents decided to do to change their last name. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, there's there's just a little something extra here. You can mm-hmm. tell that because it's so personal. And like he had yeah. he had part of his jaw like he had a mechanism that would like hold his jaw shut. So he already kind of talks through the side of his mouth. But in mm-hmm. this movie, he like 
ups it to the nth degree. Wow. <laughs> I well, saw yeah, something it's... where he like he had a metal plate put in so that mm-hmm. he would like because he couldn't keep his mouth shut on one side, and then it was, it was too painful, so they took it out. But the scar on the inside of his mouth reminded him how to Kept do reminding it. Him. Yeah. So he just did. It was like that is that is incredible like torture that you would put yourself through right and then yeah, the, which, the scene with him when he goes into the jail cell and just straight up breaks that toilet like uh-huh, almost it was almost creepy. like i wonder if they like told him to or he just like nope. went for it that's what i they figured, didn't mean to like, yeah no, i figured that just didn't look like a very breakable toilet <laughs> no exactly no, in, in fact <laughs> when they're supposed to break they break right i was doing some research on this movie be- beforehand and the uh that scene they had decided by that point in filming that, like, we don't know what Joaquin's going to do. So, like, <laughs> film it in a lot of wide shots. Right. And we'll do our best to capture and just kind of follow with him because he does something different in every single mm-hmm. scene. He was not supposed to break that toilet because in the place figured, where they yeah. filmed it, it is a historical landmark. And so oh, uh, no. breaking that is against the law, Joaquin. It's like Tarantino's guitar. Well, he's already like, in a jail oh, cell. They'll oh. just leave him there if he broke the law. <laughs> yeah. So like that scene, he was he was not supposed to break that, but he just started going and ended up demolishing a porcelain toilet. And good on uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, which were just like just going, going with, with it. it. Like, all right, yeah. let's uh-huh. keep going. <laughs> Taking in the whole precious, thing. And then precious film we're done? wasting if we... <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh man, and and I have to give it to him for lending, you know, himself to that kind of level of performance that does evoke such raw revulsion from people watching it, mm-hmm. because like there is a, uh, an element of our society, you know, and the '50s is no different, where you know we are revolted by mental illness, like mm-hmm. where we yes. are, we steer fucking clear of people that are homeless and screaming in the streets and and all that jazz. I mean, you know, and yeah, yeah. Freddie does terrible public mental breaks. Yeah, Freddie does terrible things throughout this movie, but at the core, the entire time, you feel sorry for him because he's mm-hmm. so pathetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like literally cannot help it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look at something like Taxi Driver, where that mm-hmm. shot in Taxi Driver, where uh, De Niro calls up. Uh, the girl that he has a crush on, and the camera literally pans away, and Scorsese said it's because it was he was like too pathetic to look at. You know, it's kind of like these characters that you they're doing awful things, but you can't help but like feel bad for them. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, and and it's it's not often that that kind of performance is recognized. Like I put it on mm-hmm. par with kind of like with how Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs makes you feel like so deeply creeped out, even though it's like one of my favorite movies I've seen probably 30, 40 times, Mm -hmm. you know, but every time I watch it, I'm like, and I've definitely seen it too. Yeah. Great. It's a great movie. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Sammy. Sammy. I've read the book, but we didn't, we were going to watch it for Halloween and we didn't. So it'll be next Halloween. We'll do it. Well, especially Shit. finding out in the wake of his death that Jonathan Demme was like the sweetest man in Hollywood, yeah. uh, that that really bummed me the fuck out. <laughs> but he's just but, a man yeah, who loved that. Tom Hanks and Talking Heads. Well, and like uh, on on the same topic of performance too, uh, uh, in that same vein, I had recently seen a movie um, called uh, Boiling Point um, okay. with um, it's got Bobby Darren and Sidney Poitier. Um, oh wow! Oh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. And it's very good. I'm pretty uh-huh. sure it was an adapted play. 
and yeah. um, I think so. And it deals with a lot of the same thing of like it only uh, Bobby Darren plays like an American Nazi uh, who's like been admitted uh, for some reason or another. And Sidney uh, Portier is his psychologist, and so he keeps like bringing the race thing into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's That's it's like scandal. delving into his history as like why he is the way he is, and why he needs to control situations and beat up on people and feel power and that kind of thing. Yeah. And you see kind of the same reflections in when you get the background of Freddie, where you know it's like that that poor girl 16 year old girl like, <laughs> oh, oh, that boy. whole section i was just it's i wanted really... it to be over <laughs> and it, it just kept going gross yeah uh-huh. and and so yeah that locus of control and like why he is the way he is around women and that kind of thing you know like you find out it's like oh yeah you fucked your aunt three <laughs> times of your own volition yep. oh, like, yes. you're like ah That'll that'll mess you up worse than you know whatever bombs went off around you for uh-huh. a, a period of time. You were you were you were damaged goods before the military <laughs> yeah. turned you into what. Well, you yeah, are. when the guy's doing the ink blot thing with him. And yeah. Oh. Every single response is. It's a, it's a, like a, a that's a cock, but it's upside yeah. down. Yeah, it's upside down. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, the guy's like I love the one, the third one where he's like let's try again. Like <laughs> uh, he's like okay, very obvious. That thank there's you one very thing much. on this guy's mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> Been in a boat for six months. <laughs> Oh, the the scene. <laughs> I've so many of the scene, the one shots in this movie mm. are so perfect because the tension just rises. <laughs> like yes. the the scene where uh, Freddie is the uh, when he's in the department store photography and he just decides he's gonna get really mad at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He just moves the, the light bulb, yeah. moves the lamp until it's on him, and then it just turns into like this big brawl and he just gets his ass whooped. <laughs> Well, I love that uh, dude from fucking uh, Deadwood. Is it? <laughs> That's great. Well, yeah, yeah I was no, like, oh, it... he lost this job. Oh, he lost that job. Like, he, just getting he fired. He lost that job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they said anything. He just left and didn't come back. Right. And then he killed that one dude, so he had to leave that job. <laughs> that, that wasn't his fault, Sammy. Uh, he... Uh... I didn't poison him. He stole him. a drink. He, he he drank it on his own. He, he, I didn't he know. He stole him. fizzy lifting drinks. <laughs> Is a communication error. Good day, there was, sir. There's a language <laughs> barrier going on. It was just a misunderstanding. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> the next time the next time that we're allowed to congregate, and then like one of you drinks too much and gets sick, I'm gonna just like ward everybody away and go like, "You poison him. <laughs> you poison him. <laughs> you poison him." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the one we do have to talk about that I, again i did not know she was in this but but she got nominated amy adams was yeah oh, no i had no I idea she, she was, was in it. it yeah and i was and she like oh, by by the end when it's like her she's basically running it but he's the front she's like mm-hmm. in the background like the one running it was like <laughs> so cool it's another one of the amy adams syndrome where she puts in an incredible performance and it gets barely noticed and then other performances that are like good, but like she's done better, are the ones where she gets the most notice. Uh-huh. Right. Like, I, she has she won an Oscar yet? I think she did. Uh, I can't remember for what though. Was it for Arrival? I thought she was nominated for Arrival, but I don't know if she. I, she she's nominated all the time, but she barely yeah, every ever other wins. year. Hold Man on. of Steel. I'm, I'm sure it. she was nominated. <laughs> yeah, that's a movie oh my that God. uses her well. well I forgot I, she's in the, the DCEU. <laughs> Yep. 
Sure well, is. and I don't I don't know how much truth there is to the notion of LRH's God damn it, I hate doing that because that's what the fucking Scientologists call it. You're going in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You're going clear. I'm uh, get out of here. You're getting Thetans. in that get time out. hole. Get out. Get out. <laughs> wiggle 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 wiggle. Uh no. Um but yeah, I don't know if his his wife at the time like really took the helm like that or was the one that was just like, We need to start burning their villages, you know, but that's that is absolutely their ethos after a certain period when once they start getting prosecuted for their white collar bullshit because he's a fucking con man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, that that's when they really started going after people. I don't think that they beat people up, um, but they did definitely like threaten <laughs> to make things public. You know, like bought information, blackmailed Which, people. Like that's that how shit, Scientology yeah. works now. Entirely. That's, yeah. That's why they have all the big name celebrities because they right. go into their sessions and they dump their guts, and then they're like, you have "Oh, that's to. Yeah. that's awesome. We've got it on recording, and if you ever mm-hmm. uh, stop giving yep. us money, we'll yep. tell everybody your deepest darkest secrets." Great. We have audio and. Uh, uh, you know, a written transcript of every invasive thought you've ever had. Mm-hmm. Boy. Oh, the, boy. Uh, <laughs> another kind of interesting uh, tidbit about this movie. So, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson makes this. Never fully, like, says it's about Scientology. I think he eventually no. was like, yeah, duh, it's about Scientology. <laughs> Fucking give me a break. <laughs> but, like, he never said it, and, like, the church never publicly, like, went after it because mm-hmm. it didn't use the name Scientology. I was going to ask if there was any litigation. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe the church really... I mean, they, I'm sure they cared, but they didn't take any action. For, you and... know, from what I was reading, they, I saw someone had said, like, Oh, we didn't even know it existed until someone said about it, said it in the paper that it was about Scientology, but we don't yeah. care. Uh, yeah. they, uh, so, uh, that's a crock of shit, but okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> so Paul Thomas Anderson is good friends with Tom Cruise because they did, yeah. they did uh, Magnolia. And he had a private screening for Tom to see what he thought. And apparently the scene where uh, Dodd's son kind of is Val. like, it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. He's making uh, it know, up as he goes along. Yeah, he's like, he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. That is apparently based on a real, like... Um, yeah, well, it's because, yeah, his son turned. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And uh, when that scene happened, apparently Tom Cruise stood up and was irate and started screaming at Paul Thomas Anderson <laughs> about the slander. And they had a fight, and apparently they're not so friendly anymore. <laughs> Great. Well, shucks. Well, shucks. We won't get Magnolia to Judgment Day. <laughs> I was ready for that four and a half hour epic. I was like, Magnolia, you know, after Magnolia Two Ghost Protocol, after Stop. all the Mission Impossible movies, you got to have something to reclaim. Like Tom Cruise can be a serious actor again after he can't be the stunt guy. You know, yeah. he will do that forever. Well, he's sixty now, so yeah, you know, I mean, keep it up. You guys are. Event, you guys yeah, are talking event. like we're ever gonna get a new movie made ever. Again. <laughs> I mean, it's just gonna be. Sh- Besides, if- one day they're just gonna encase Tom Cruise in bronze and just have like a little straw sticking out of his nose and be like, he's still breathing. <laughs> <laughs> There's no get up close, you can feel it. If they anything, I bet uh, Steven Soderbergh's already got a movie filmed and ready to go from his iPhone or something. That's fair. <laughs> those are, yeah, those will never stop. Just Tangerine style, yeah. <laughs> but man it was so funny to me like when amy adams is like goes up behind him when he's at the sink like the quickest way to get to a man's head is through his pants 
you know? That I had, like, looked very, away for a second aggressive. when that started. And I, I looked back at it, and Jessica was, like, assembling an entertainment center we had mailed to us today. So she was in the room, but, like, we couldn't see each other. And I'm just trying to watch the screen. I'm like, oh, this is what's happening right now. No, Kenzie, yeah. Kenzie was oh. in a different room, and she was like, is that what I think? <laughs> is that, do I hear what's happening? And I was like, you sure do. <laughs> Not my proudest wank. Yeah. <laughs> Another one of those one-shots that just works perfectly for oh, the huh? – for the so scene. is just him groaning for like 35 yep. minutes yeah. afterwards like someone just beat the shit out of him the one i want to know is when he's singing and they're playing the piano and then all the ladies are naked is, did that Turns actually into happen an eyes wide shut party no or is that just his head no. in his head that's, that's yeah that's okay demonstrating that nothing's actually working <laughs> yeah uh the oh uh, walking back and forth across the room scene. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's what I texted I you guys, and I was like, what the hell am I watching? This is. I think the, mon- the, that montage was. I think that's a more effective scene than anything he does in Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, well, he even has the back boy. thing going in this movie that he he's does. He's doing like yeah. a hunch. Yeah, it's yeah. like. It's insane. I can't believe more people were like, he's literally just. He's almost doing what he did in the master. Like, I'm surprised I didn't hear that more when I saw. Well, the that's Joker. because the pe- the audience that saw Joker is not the that's target a, audience. That's a good point. Master. Like, no one. I hadn't seen it, so I guess that's a good a good point. <laughs> not that I'm the target audience for the Joker. I've never seen a Batman movie. This movie got very very little <laughs> recognition when it came out. Well, I remember it I, being nominated. What year? It was 2012, right? 2012. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, "What movie is this?" Like, I hadn't even heard about it when I was watching the Oscars when it came up. I was like, "Oh, I didn't even know what this movie was." So. Well, and like all uh, Paul Thomas Anderson movies, he shot this on film. 70 millimeter. And he wanted or to have a big, huge rollout, so like mm-hmm. you could only see the movie for like the first two weeks if you saw it in a theater that projected it on film. And I think what happened was uh, most theaters just went, okay, then who cares? So then two <laughs> weeks after it's out, if you're in Spokane where nobody projects on film anymore, mm-hmm. it's hard to see it. Right. Right. Well, uh, yeah, I, 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 I found some parts of it so aggressively hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> but... Mm-hmm. Again, uh, like not wanting to turn it off or turn away Mm-mm. because I'm going like, oh, this is a good film. This is what good. I had the do. same feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it was around the point where he's like walking by the ship when the party's happening, when he's about to jump on or whatever. I was like mm-hmm. so fucking just done. I think that's about <laughs> like the first like 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Almost 20. And you're yeah. just like, I am exhausted with this fucking man. <laughs> and and then you then I get then I get PSH back in my heart yeah yeah Yeah. and i i ride on the wings of eagles yeah the rest of the film (laughs) so the master came out in 2012 Mm -hmm. and and so these are the oscars it was up against it did not get nominated for best picture Mm. that was the year Mm. that argo won (laughs) i love argo but this is a better movie (laughs) best actor went to daniel day lewis oh yeah for lincoln for their that's okay oh lincoln okay uh Best actress went to Jennifer Lawrence. Is that and, American Hustle? Or was uh, that no, Silver Linings? Silver Linings. Silver Linings. Because Silver Linings. Amy Adams was also nominated for American Hustle. Mm. Right. I was going to uh, say, that's like a couple years later. Fuck. Maybe. Best supporting actor beat Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, Christoph Waltz, and Django. So, mm. I mean, uh, that's tough. It's good, but also this was the last time uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was ever nominated for an Oscar. So you look back and you're kind of like, 
Well, damn. <laughs> Fuck, what was they that? Wouldn't, they couldn't the... have known. They weren't in the time hole to see that right. that was going to happen. So, well, And he did win they... for Capote, so. Yeah. What was the didn't... last film that he did? It's Not... The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games. No, no, I mean, like, uh, there like was the a... one that he finished. A serious it It's like... a crime movie. No. It's, co- it's called no. something like... Um... I looked it I up earlier. It. I saw yeah. it, and it was really good. Um, it came out he like six like months a, after he, he died. He plays like a cop yeah. in it or something, yeah. and and it's really really fucking good. But he looks so sick, and and he was back so on sad. the drugs. Well, and the, the alcohol. The sad, the unfortunate, sad rumor is that apparently at the rap party for this movie was when he had his first drink in like twenty something years. Yeah, right? and that's what for led to this his, movie that um, we just watched. Yeah. Or, oh wow. At the end of this, he had a drink. And apparently that was the first drink he had had in a long time, which led to his uh, relapse. I was just telling the story of uh, how uh, Andy Dick supposedly was the one uh that made Phil Hartman's wife get off the wagon at a Christmas party Uh and gave her coke. And then eventually she was out of her fucking mind and chopped his head off while he was sleeping. Yeah. uh, And then killed herself. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. So thanks, Andy Dick. Thanks, Andy Dick. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I hope he's doing better now. I suppose. <laughs> but <laughs> good save at the end there. <laughs> the the Buddhist in me has to try and cover my bases occasionally. I wish him luck on his journey and hope it stays the fuck away from me. A <laughs> uh, most well. wanted man. Almost that, yeah. and then he did God's Pocket, which is John Slattery's directorial yes. debut, and then mm, it's Hunger Games, good. and that was the last one he thing. That's the one, the last thing he did. That one's good. Mm-hmm. He's he is good in those uh, middling to bad movies. So I still haven't seen the last Hunger Games because I was I was upset. Actually, I never saw the last two. I only ever saw. I think the I first saw the first two. one, yeah. Because I got, I, I got upset that they're, I was going to see like the last thing. You're, you're okay. Did. You're all right. I hated I that think, book. I think the first one is good. I think mm-hmm. the second movie is is uh, great. Yeah, really good. I love mm-hmm. the Catching Fire book and movie. And mm-hmm. then Mockingjay is pretty bad. So I like the only thing I like about it is that the when the city becomes a Hunger Games type where there's traps and stuff like that mm-hmm. part's cool but that's mm-hmm. about it that's the only yeah. part of that book that i liked so yeah you're fine you don't need to watch it especially since yeah. it's two don't, movies yeah you guys hit the two yeah. movies to get that get very that dumb I re- uh, yeah <laughs> i remember that don't you know, care he, won't care yep. <laughs> he died before either of them came out but he had filmed stuff for the first one and then a couple scenes so they were like we got enough like for Harry the first Fisher, movie yeah. but the second movie we're gonna we're gonna add a, like him back in, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't know about this. Mm, I don't think he was like film. He was just in the background. behind. Yeah, they never had him say yeah. anything from C- with the CG. Well, that's he was for just, the best. He was yeah. just there. Yep. So don't need to do that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just just hire the guy that you would use as a voice actor if you were gonna have Philip Seymour Hoffman as the president in Call of Duty or some shit, and get him to say the lines in Call of Duty. Have him shout pig fuck. <laughs> just that's his Fuck. last thing for Hunger Games. That would be the greatest <laughs> fucking gig that guy would ever have. Shut, shut, <laughs> shut, 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 shut up. <laughs> yeah, but I just need to watch more of his because I, I want to see um what's the Adam Sandler one? Oh, Punch Drunk Punch Drunk Club. Yeah, I haven't Club. seen that. I also, see Paul, that. Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson. I want to see that. Um, yeah, just and, more uh, of him. Capote's great if you haven't seen that. Really what's good. the? It's a bad one. That's from. Um, 
Ben Stiller, but that one's got an amazing. Oh, uh, was it Along Came Polly? Yes, that's yes, the one. I've he's seen the, that. he's, the, he's the best friend. That's, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman is awesome in that. Yeah, he's like yeah. him and Hank Azaria are like the saving forces of that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Uh, one, but... Yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson. Boy. I mean, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is in Boogie Nights, Magnolia, uh, The Master, and I think uh, at least two more. Yeah. Oh, Punch Drunk Love. Mm-hmm. And I believe one other one of his. But, yeah. Uh, how many of Paul Thomas Anderson movies have you seen, Sammy? Have you only seen There Will Be Blood before this? I mean, I'd have to look at his list, but I, yeah. I mean, I've seen that. And have, I've have, seen you seen, uh, have you seen Gangs of New York? Oh, you haven't seen Magnolia. I haven't seen Gangs of New York. Or, Gang no, Gang. that's not. That's, that's the fucking no, Scorsese. That's Scorsese. Scorsese. Oh. Uh, wires crossed. Wires crossed. <laughs> Wrong. Abort. Well, no, Abort. I haven't Abort. Seen... <laughs> no, I haven't seen those. <laughs> I would say I really enjoy every one of his movies except for uh, Inherent Vice. I do not like Inherent Vice. I still oh, haven't fuck seen you. That. that movie's amazing. I don't <laughs> like that movie. I haven't seen it. I love TJ can movie. make us watch it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, I would be up Inherent to watching Vice. it again, but I remember not liking that movie very much. I I love the shit out of that movie. It's it's great. Well, now we can well, watch. I, well, and I also just have like a like a sort of an appreciation for kind of like the the genre where it kind of <laughs> came from, like mm-hmm. weirdo like underground beatnik bullshit. Yeah, like yeah, it's it's fun. Um, all right, so we were gonna do like a little mini roundup. Yeah, well, so yeah. One, you could talk about one thing. <laughs> talk about one <laughs> thing. One, you one. one. Well, yeah. So um, I don't one. know if you should. What do you say? Do you say watch the master? I mean, I, yes. yeah, probably, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, I, it's, I really liked it. it it takes certain. <laughs> I'm glad I watched it, but yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it, one where it, I wouldn't like. I wouldn't revisit it for many reasons. I mean, it is a masterpiece, and it is beautiful, it and is the performances the are amazing. But it's not it something is, that like makes me feel good watching. Right, yeah, you know? and it's a meandering narrative. It's not your classic narrative mm-hmm. archetypes at all. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like there's a particular goal that they're or or no. like a, something that's chasing them directly. Like there's not some FBI agent that has it out for fucking right. Philip Seymour no. Hoffman or anything. There's no direct adversary except for themselves through the whole thing. So it's it's more meditations on 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 those relationships mm-hmm. and how they progress throughout a couple of years mm-hmm. and not give giving much thought to really giving a shit of where if whether you can track that or not right uh-huh. you know there wasn't there wasn't like old school courier type head at the bottom that said like march 14th 1952 right. or whatever <laughs> you know as it went along it didn't really give a shit if you could keep track or not <laughs> you know mm-hmm. because it made it pretty abundantly clear that they're going around the world uh-huh. and he's going to like different places or whatever and and so that's a big chunk of time mm-hmm. and but yeah, it's 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 a meandering narrative, mm-hmm. and it's not conventional by any stretch. Uh, so yeah, if the average you know uh, you know Joe Bag of Donuts watching this movie is, is yeah probably not gonna have a great fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you like Joaquin Phoenix or Philip Seymour Hoffman, yeah. which you should because mm-hmm. he was a fantastic actor, mm-hmm. uh, it, the scenes of the two of them just talking is Incredible. electrifying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it almost it's made two people appreciate perfect at their craft. Joker less. <laughs> Because I was like, this, he's doing it better in this movie. So there's that. Don't tell, well, one, that. Don't tell him that. He'll come after it, you. Oh, okay. It's one the same thing, but I'm... with a more competent director. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of these days, I'm just going to, like, caress one of your faces and start singing Slow Boat to China. There we go. And I'll start <laughs> crying. With, with tears in my eyes. And, and I'll leave and, and never come back. <laughs> yep. Oh, 
shit. Well, so, good pick, Sammy. Rain, rain, Thanks. Yeah, yeah, good pick, yeah. good pick, Sammy. Thanks. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, good. Rain, I liked it. What uh, what have you been watching, dude? Uh, I actually don't have a thing I've been watching for my own little bit of the list, just because I haven't really completed anything other than like a couple seasons of Silicon Valley. So I figured I'll talk about that when I actually finish it. There you go. But uh, I wanted to bring up that I finished listening to a season of a podcast. Mm. Uh, you must remember this, which I think I brought up before, which is done by... Um, they stole that name Ka- from us, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Katrina Longworth, who is... She was a, a journalist for a long time, I think for Vanity Fair, and she is married to Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's a it's a podcast that's been going for, like, five years now, maybe longer, where she does, like, a season of a show as a deep dive into Hollywood history of, like, forgotten times and stuff stuff that's, like because it existed before the internet a lot of those stories aren't as well known anymore mm-hmm. and i i've talked about it before as i've gone through some like the 1930s stuff that she was doing um but i just finished a 12 episode season called charles manson's hollywood Ooh. which is a yeah oh, it's once a upon a time yes exactly it is a 12 episode season that kind of delves into um they're like 45 minute to hour long episodes that delve into like every connection of like not necessarily charles manson like there's an episode about him but there's also like every person he interacted with in the industry and like what their lives were like and how like they intersected with him and uh it was i it it colored my viewing of once upon a time in hollywood even more so where like so much of that like i liked it anyway i liked once upon a time in hollywood quite a bit but like listening to this now it pretty much shows that like all of the stuff that's with like the manson family is real documented stuff mm. that happened down to like the spawn spawn ranch is a real ranch yes, there really yeah. there really was an owner there who like yes mm-hmm. a, a manson girl <laughs> named squeaky was like living <laughs> in his place you know and Sque- Tex squeaky. was a real guy Squeaky is described by the last podcast on the left as stinky hot, uh-huh. and and it's perfect. You, that paints a picture real fucking quick. Stinky hot, that's so good. And it's it was uh it was fascinating. Um, I skipped half of the second to last episode because it was the it was like the graphic details of the actual uh, family murders. Ugh. And I didn't. She even, See, Kenzie would Katrina, be all about that. But yeah. no, Katrina Longworth was even like, I felt sick reading like writing this up, and so if you don't feel like you need to listen to that then you could just skip forward so i just ended and went to like the summary episode afterwards (laughs) but yeah it was like uh you know they killed them all blah 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 uh i knew the i knew that part i didn't didn't need to hear about like the parts that were cut off of them and stuff like that you know so there were no there were no flamethrowers there was was (laughs) darn there was no no valiant um, martial arts it i already liked the movie and i i think if i had um heard this before watching the movie i would have been leo's character pointing at the screen like the meme that is <laughs> but like oh yeah that's the thing but uh, i love that fucking meme so, so good much. i'm loving it <laughs> yeah now it's like li- listening to this afterwards it's like it made me i mean i knew that tarantino's like the nerd when you want to do like recreational hollywood stuff that he's the guy mm-hmm. but right it was it just it stunned me a bit to know that like how much so many of the interactions yeah like there was there was like the the interaction where manson just shows up at sharon tate's house was like that was a real thing and he never came back that was just a thing because like a guy that promised him a music career at one point lived at that house before them 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was like, friends with Brian Wilson. Yeah, uh, Dennis Wilson and Brian or Wilson, Dennis Wilson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, one yeah. one of them. I right. fucking hate the Beach Boys. Fuck them. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, it was it was crazy seeing that like oh yeah that was a real thing and that was a real thing and they even had like a guy came up to visit and it, like his visit was very much like Brad Pitt's visit like and that's like an amalgamation of a couple people but like that's a thing that really happened and and stuff like that. Yeah, it was I think crazy. they literally did say, like, I'm the devil and I'm here to do the devil's work. Yeah. I think that was a line that came out of someone's fucking face. Mm-hmm. If not, then we're just going to remember it that way because that's <laughs> a really fucking just brutal brutal thing to say before you ice somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it gave me even more of an appreciation for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for Great. not having to be that accurate. And he just was. And it's, it's nice for – I mean, especially because – it really like it even solidifies more like the kind of wistfulness he has for Sharon Tate in that movie, where like yeah. you don't you don't know a lot about her and and like even in the podcast they don't know that much about like her inner feelings and stuff because it wasn't super documented but it's like they paint her in a very nice like well if you know if that hadn't happened to her she probably would have had a, a pretty decent you know life so what would mm-hmm. you know what if it just didn't happen All right. You know, yeah, maybe Roman Polanski wouldn't have gone on to be like a full-on rapist. You right. Know, uh, wouldn't what wouldn't if? that have been a nicer what fucking if? timeline for everybody? Yeah. <laughs> right. Shit. Uh, no. Uh, did it get into like the like the studio system at the yep. time? Because like, yeah, that's that's an interesting period, especially for like the particular crippling anxiety that Leo's character has in that mm-hmm. film about trying to transition from TV mm-hmm. to to film because that was kind of the first era of that ever happening. Mm-hmm. And so it was uh, it was shaky ground for everybody involved where like some people are going like no you never do that kid you'll get a fucking flounder and die you know uh-huh. stay where stay where you're getting fed. And then you know you've got people like Al Pacino that are just like you got to get an Italian picture. <laughs> you know like so like there is there were people that embraced it kind of like the same relationship that eventually that there was a crossroads between like is the studio standard going to continue to be mm. analog or is it going to continue to be digital and george lucas had his fucking lex luther meeting with every every muckety muck in hollywood and said like all right first order of business how do we kill superman second order of business we're all switching to digital <laughs> and, and so it was kind of like one of those crossroads where like is is will the public accept both right you know and and now there's crossover all the time and that's actually like a super lucrative thing like people kind of compare it to like doing casino tours for rock (laughs) bands or whatever but like finding a nice steady fucking show like some kind of like law and order procedural type fucking thing where you can run it for like five six seasons make a healthy fucking check make sure that they're going to be doing reruns and you're going to be getting a little cut off the top and you're you're set mm-hmm. for like a while. Yeah. And yeah. if you're like a pretty notable face that can tie your name to that shit, then that means you've got work for four months out of the year and residuals. That's not a bad fucking place to be. But that time, that wasn't the state of affairs. Right. So mm-hmm. I think that's really that's really interesting that you kind of got some deeper delve into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really it's a really fascinating podcast. I, I'm, I do this thing with podcasts, which... Uh, it's, it's kind of like how Sammy reads books, where it's like I I started like the very beginning, even though I don't have to. My man. But it's like yeah. So I I kind of I just download backlogs of episodes and then listen to like a season's worth or a certain amount, and then I just like do something for another podcast and I do it again, and I come back to like the first one. See, I'm still four years behind 
in this podcast, but I've listened to 12 episodes. Now I'll listen to like 12 or 15 or something else. And I'll come back to like this one and mm. do, do another season. <laughs> I, I was trying to do that with Harmontown, but I figured uh-huh. before I try and revisit that, I'd better get a little further along in my sobriety. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, because he is, uh, is very struggling. insightful uh-huh. and, and, and very, very sad sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, TJ, well, uh, I want to hear what I've... you watched. Oh, oh, unless you, Andy, uh, want to go. I, mean, I, just... I, I would, I would love to hear what Andy has to say. <laughs> I was, very I was excited. just going to say, Raymond, I've listened to a couple episodes of the most uh-huh. recent uh, season uh-huh. of that show where they're talking about mm. Song of the South. Oh yeah, mm. that's uh, quite the interesting listen. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like uh, Katrina Longworth is like do, she's not really doing new interviews with people or anything but she is heavily researching yeah. like every and like every piece of media she can find like recorded interviews and transcripts and stuff and put it together so it's like it's not like the information was never out there but it's like right. one person compiling it into a narrative is it's still it's like a ken burns documentary mm-hmm. yes fuck man yeah incredible awesome all right now well now you uh, can continue. all right okay. TJ, tell us about midnight uh, gospel <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, the the main thing that I gunned through the other day, um, because uh, I've actually been doing a lot of reading lately, mm-hmm. I'm entertaining doing a side league uh, to to the Roderick uh, reading contest. Oh, I'm just no. gonna be like a like a solo dark horse that stands <laughs> that stands to gain nothing. Like I can't actually win a prize no. or anything, but like I I still want other people to feel shame knowing that someone outside of the family did in fact. I would them. love. I'm gonna to play tell, somewhere. I would love to tell my family that. <laughs> Like, hey, yeah, I'll, TJ I'll technically updated. <laughs> Sammy, have no, you that heard would about be, that? That rogue... would be fantastic. <laughs> have you heard about that rogue reader from the East? His name is Strider. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> my, deal, TJ, the... my deal to you is if I win, but you read more uh-huh. than me, I will give you the prize. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need it. I'd I'd rather be the pretender. Kid. All right. I'd rather I'd rather have the claim to the throne, but go like, no, I don't want the responsibility. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need the recognition. <laughs> Heavy hangs the head. <laughs> All right. Um, but uh, yeah, so I did my curbside stuff with Merlin's, and I got a couple of Warhammer novels, and I just fucking chewed through like a 380-page book in like three days. Great. <laughs> Last this week. And so that was that was that was cool, but um, yeah, I um, I checked out Midnight Gospel because I looked at the the Netflix recommending thing, and it was ninety nine percent sure <laughs> that I was going to like this, and uh, and I looked at the IMDb for it, uh, just like the just the main front page of it, without looking at any episodes in particular, and saw the different voice actors that were on it. I was like, oh, I'm gonna love the fucking shit out of this, mm. <laughs> and uh, I. I already really, really dig uh, Pendleton Ward. Um, uh, his his work in general is awesome, and I like that he's he's kind of been able to get a longer leash, you know, mm. because his style permeates the whole thing, the kind of absurdist stuff. And, like, uh, basically the, the premise is that it's this, like, wizard guy named Clancy, and he has, like, a simulator that has, like, different Earths, and so he can, like, pick an avatar and then put his head in the simulator thing and get projected into this reality and uh, he has a space cast and so he interviews different people from these different realities and oh they're God. generally some absurd like puppy dog deer thing <laughs> or whatever oh, well the uh, thing he puts his head into is a little suspect so how how mature is this show 
everything there there it's like i said it's like it's pendleton ward getting to do dick jokes okay. <laughs> and and that's really fun like mm-hmm. he goes to like some evil planet or whatever where like everybody's a big tough barbarian and there's like a grave digger guy and it's like panning through as they're walking by and he like digs the perfect amount uh like while he's robbing a grave to like for the dick to pop out you know like so it's like <laughs> <laughs> and uh so the, the the main like crux of the narrative in sort of like uh like a harmon quest kind of way is that there's a conversation like something that happens completely outside of the animation without the scope of the narrative really being that terribly involved you know like it's duncan trussell who's one of my favorite fucking people on the planet he's 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 great um and I've I've found a lot of value in listening to podcasts with him, um, especially over the last few months, where he's he's like a, now like a practicing Buddhist and mm. talks a lot about like meditation and stuff. And so, it's uh, they refer to him as Clancy, you know, and it, they actually include bits where they like fuck up and call him Duncan, and he's like <laughs> Clancy, and they're like, oh yeah, sorry, you know, like, <laughs> and it's all animated out. So it's like it's it's really fun that way, mm-hmm. and and it, the. Um, the way that they animate around it and make it weave into the narrative is really, really fun. Like the first episode has like Dr. Drew as this, like the, he's called tiny president and, uh, and he's the president during this zombie apocalypse. And so he's just like consistently like having aids, like give him like little boosters and, uh, more rifles and ammunition while he like shoots, uh, zombies on the <laughs> White House lawn <laughs> while he, while they're talking about drugs. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and so, yeah, it, it runs the whole gamut of, like, transcendental meditation and, like, life and death. And uh, one episode has fucking Damien Eccles uh, from uh, the West Memphis 3, if you're uh, oh. familiar with any of that shit. Uh, that guy went through hell on Earth for, like, 35 fucking years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, it's it's him playing a character. Uh, and, and a lot of the comedians are, like, a lot of the, like, kind of PTA tangentially uh, adjacent, like mm-hmm. Maria Bamford, um, uh, Joey Diaz, mm-hmm. uh, you, know, you know, there's... there's People there's who go on Joe Rogan. <laughs> quite, yeah, like, I'll, there's a, a lot of that kind of group, because Duncan Trussell is also, right. you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, really, really into um, that that circle. Um, but, yeah, it, by and large, it's them, like, talking to, like, gurus and shit about, like, meditation and nice. life and death, and it's really beautiful. And um, the last episode is him talking to his mom. Oh, wow. And so, like, the whole animation is, like, him being, like, a little baby and her, like, <laughs> carrying him around and them talking. Mm-hmm. And he, like, grows up and she gets older and she uh, dies. And then he eventually, like, gives birth to a baby her and they continue the conversation. <laughs> and and then, like, he dies. And, you know, and it's a conversation about the fact that she has, like, stage four breast cancer and she's going to die. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, weeping, like, watching this <laughs> this cartoon, you know. And, and uh, but she goes, because because the conversations are so natural the themes are so sincere it, mm-hmm. it completely comes through in the work and like while it's pendleton ward by way of heavy metal uh like it's also like really sincere and really sweet and has room for that and dick jokes uh you know so <laughs> something I like that heavy metal that has those. is not <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. but you know it sounds more like yeah. akin to bojack horseman 
Yeah. Uh. And and without the level of like dark, there's like darkness and like gore and like sure. you know the the cheapness of life in a lot of these different simulations and shit. Because like every time he just like ejects right before the planet's about to explode. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but like there's there's one episode where he like goes to like go meditate with this guy or whatever, and he's just like a pissant about everything the whole time or whatever, and he's like, oh well, we're gonna sit and think in your comfy fucking pants, you piece of shit. And <laughs> it's like, wow, this is like the inner monologue of TJ like three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's very real and and very evocative of somebody who is like likes fucking mud honey, who is now like trying to find peace within themselves mm-hmm. and acceptance with reality and that kind of thing. So like for like kind of like the punk Dharma thing that, mm. you know, that Duncan Trussell is known for, it comes through in like a really awesome, like neon kind of palette through Pendleton Ward. Yeah. So I think that pairing is really awesome. And yeah. I would, I would like to see more of this. And they're only like 22 minute episodes sure. and they have like a, like a silly little song at the end. That's like very adventure time, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and and it's it's all around a very quick and really fulfilling. It's it's like eating good proteins, you know. Like it's <laughs> like every every episode, you're just like, oh yeah, I feel good about what I ate and I feel satisfied. It sounds really <laughs> cool and it looks really neat. I just yeah. haven't given the time to it yet. Well, my dad, you know, is is like a practicing Buddhist, and so he mm-hmm. follows a bunch of these different newsletters or whatever. And so there was one like very serious Buddhist newsletter thing that was talking about like, hey, this is a very crass and fun, trippy, you know, Buddhist experience thing. Uh-huh. So maybe check it out. Cool. So he was he was so he's hyped on it now that I I told him about nice. it. And so yeah, I hope cool. I hope you guys check it out. Yeah. It's it's really 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 cool. Nice, great, Andy. Um, well, I've been watching a lot of trash. Yay! <laughs> Always uh, the trash. Uh, and actually, I haven't been watching like very much TV, mm. uh, other than Community. I've been catching, yep. uh, rewatching sure. Community, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's always sunny. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I just rewatched a couple movies that I've seen a million times. So I think what I want to talk about is uh, what I've been playing this week. Mm. Oh, okay. Because it feels like we swap pants. <laughs> we swap pants. <laughs> uh, because uh, I got the Final Fantasy VII remake this Ooh. week. Oh, oh shit! Video yeah. games, <laughs> but it's not. It's not the full it's game. Episode one. Did, yes. Wait, did, yes. Did, did, before we continue, did you see that shit where it was like the like a part of a news article that says like Kim Jong Un was last seen on yeah. April 10th, and then it showed the release date <laughs> April 11th. This, and it was April 11th. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> but how much did the game cost? Because it they look it looks like they're like marketing it as the full thing, but it's not the full thing. Yeah, but they've so, been working on it for a decade. No, so here's plus. the thing: it is the length of a full game. Yeah, but oh. it only covers the first third like four discs. The yeah. first, first third. third. Okay. I How own the discs? original Final Fantasy VII. Like it's like three discs, three or four mm-hmm. discs. I watched a YouTube video of they did this like speed gaming where one uh-huh. guy played the old one and one guy played the new one to see who would oh, get uh-huh. farther. And like the the guy playing the the new one like was still like trying to fight the scorpion boss when the other guy was like three bosses ahead of that because uh-huh. it's just so much more added into the new one. Yeah. Oh man. So oh, I think kind of fun though. Yeah, that's kind of, it's not like a straight up like remaster. It they rebuilt the game from the ground up. Right. So they've the done story. it twice now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They 
this they announced that when they were touting the ps3s like before they had the ps3 out a tech demo they had was them doing a re a remint remaster of final fantasy 7 so since like 2005 they've been like it's coming one of these <laughs> days it's coming mm -hmm. 2020 here we are yeah so uh like i when i was little i was a big kingdom hearts fan that's what mm -hmm. i played before yeah. probably we, any of we, the, we know uh, <laughs> of the Final Fantasy games, and I think like the audience might not oh, be you're privy right, right, to yeah. that information, Sammy. <laughs> Corey might not know that. <laughs> Our audience member may not know. <laughs> um, but Kingdom Hearts, I always enjoyed because it was like a minimal amount of Final Fantasy bullshit, and then and a lot of shit. Disney. And then like uh, Mike Wazowski's here also. Right. So yep. that third game is great. That's the only yeah. one, only Kingdom Hearts that I've played, and I love but it. I love that mix. As much as I enjoy the the like Final Fantasy antics of that game, most of the time I don't really pay attention to to much of that uh -huh. because it's so confusing. And I think that's why most Final Fantasy games, I'm not a huge fan of. I've played uh -huh. 13, 14, and fifteen. And you haven't played ten. I've I have played ten. I've gone back uh, and played uh, the older is, ones because it seems like isn't there a ten and a ten two? Yeah, ten, we don't talk yeah, about, we don't ten, talk about <laughs> ten two. Oh, oh, that's the kingdom of the crystal skull of Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I played Final Fantasy Tactics for the Game Boy SP. Shit, uh, that's ten is the best. Shit. That's the one I, also I played seven. Tactics so many times. Yeah. it's mm -hmm. um, unbelievable. I played Tactics. And like so little much. snowball fight as the tutorial is great. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. Why the fuck do I, I can barely remember my area code, but I remember remember that. the snowball fight. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Shit, fuck. <laughs> um, but the 13, 14, and 15 are so big and full of so much weird... Like, the, the plots are about, like, governments inside of galaxies. I've tried to play through 15, like, three times now, and it just... It's a lot. It's so much. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying that Final Fantasy VII doesn't have its share of uh, anime bullshit... <laughs> Yeah, there definitely is. But the thing that I appreciate, and I think was kind of the big like turning point when that game came out, was that it has a s internal story that it's telling. Mm -hmm. The main story isn't the the like world building, which I feel like a lot of those games are like. The plot mm -hmm. is how does this world work? Like this mm -hmm. game, it has a story that it wants to tell inside of that, and uh, mm -hmm. I think the remake does a really good job because it can make it look fucking beautiful. <laughs> I uh I've refused to play the newer Final Fantasy games because I cannot stand Western RPGs because I can't like my brain doesn't work that way where like if a boss like a, just a monster comes out I can't be like fucking pressing buttons and winning instead like I like JRPGs where you can sit there and like think about every move mm -hmm. you make yeah so I know that's what I love about Final Fantasy 7 and I was pissed when they announced that the remake was going to be a Western RPG style because right. that's the way they've made them but there is a way there's there a setting a where you can turn yeah. it to that and i was like fuck am i gonna buy a, a ps4 just so i can play the the other version of the game that's not even the main version <laughs> you can do that with 15 <laughs> too it showed you a way to, can you there's a way i still own the original seven so i was like maybe one of these days i'm gonna plop it into my ps3 and i'll go play <laughs> but then i still haven't beat legend of dragoon i've had that game for 19 years mm. so <laughs> <laughs> i'm still on disc three or four of that one <laughs> so i think at this point it's a lost cause <laughs> yeah 
Eventually, I'm going to pull the trigger and probably get a PS4 uh, for remastered Skyrim. And right as they announced PS5. Yeah, that's about. Sorry, that's Todd Howard's got it. you covered. Well, that's there the time to do Skyrim it. Yeah, for PS5. It's not like you guys are going to get rid of yours, and then Andy <laughs> can just tell me the old games to buy, <laughs> yeah. and then we can still play. You know, whatever yeah. District Seven. I'm an Xbox boy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I have you. I have no brand loyalty. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I just want to. Really, it's only because Skyrim. my brother has an Xbox, so I can play yeah. with my brother. I'm sorry. Uh... <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've so far I'm probably only about 15 hours maybe into the game right now, and not mm-hmm. not super far. So mm-hmm. no. it's the length of a full game. They've just expanded the gotcha. those parts that makes to, that makes me happy about it because I was like, how are they marketing it as a full and game if it's so yeah. far? It's a lot of uh, in between the main story points. You're in like the slums, and there's just people saying, "Hey, go kill this monster for me." Like that's mm-hmm. the majority of what you're doing. Right. But the combat in this game, I think, is so much fun that it makes it worth it. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. So. Uh, I recommend it so far. I withhold judgment because I have seen. It's only PlayStation though, right? Or is it X? Did well, it yeah, it's a Sony. It's Sony. Yeah, only Square Enix. Yeah, Sony. Okay. Yeah, because 15 came out on Xbox. So that's what I was wondering. Oh. Yeah. No, I believe this is a play. Uh, it's a PlayStation exclusive. Gotcha. So uh, that hopefully will keep me uh, hold over until The Last of Us Two comes out in. Which I, it jump. did. It got leaked. You're good. You don't even need to know. No, I have. <laughs> I have currently blocked all the words "the last of us" on my computer. Yeah, I haven't seen anything for it either, but that yeah. was crazy when that happened. Uh, but a, they finally came out with a uh, release date. It's like the fourth one at this point, but they're like, "We promise it's not going to move again." <laughs> and it's June eleventh, mm. and mm. I have already requested the next four days off of work. Great. I've never done Good. that for a game before. Hopefully, I'm allowed to come over and watch because i think i watched you play all of the first yeah one. yeah so you need to in come some watch way or fa- fashion yeah so i'll have to come over and do that yep so i'll stand uh, by the window if even not, if, if i can't come allowed... in. <laughs> just look through if the you're window not allowed to go at that point then i think we'll all have dug tunnels <laughs> yeah, each yeah other's houses out of desperation. <laughs> yeah. that leads into uh, what i what i watch or i didn't watch anything i only have books to talk about but i finished Howl's Moving Castle, and I immediately texted Ooh. Andy because I was like, Andy, is there really no way to stream this movie? And he's like, no. And I was like, Andy, I need the movie. And he's like, I got you. <laughs> and then I just, like an hour later, get a picture. He texted me a picture that he had put it in my mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Perfect. It was beautiful. Call, and he also gave me, me Kiki. I got that delivery service. Hell yeah. He also gave me Spirited Away because Kenzie hasn't seen that one either. And I was like, hell Spirited yeah. Away is my favorite so we got to watch that one so i won't do my review of howl's moving castle the book until i watch the movie as well so i can do both at the same time Uh but i will say it's a fantastic book it's such a good book um then the other book i read because that's all i've done i've we we rewatched little women which i mean chef's kiss what a great movie (laughs) (laughs) but uh i haven't watched anything new besides that but the other book that i read was uh supermarket by bobby hall which is logic the rapper he wrote a book Oh. And it's it's his first like novel that he wrote, and he came he also came out with an album with it, so you can listen. To I the know album. about the album. Yeah, you can listen to the album while you read the book, which I thought was pretty cool. But it's not. I wish it was like uh, um, Donald Glover. Donald Glover's where it literally <laughs> tells you where it literally tells you when to play the song. Like that was so cool to me reading the script that he wrote. That like here play this song at this point. Like that was so cool. It's not like mm-hmm. that for 
Bobby Hall's book, and I will say Bobby Hall. You just got to feel it out, right? Yeah, just like well, I, I listened He's to some vibing. of the I listened to some of the audiobook, and he does the audiobook, and in between each chapter, he plays like the instrumental of one of his songs, like part of it, like leading into the next chapter. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But I will say it's very much like a millennial fight club is the best way I can describe the book. <laughs> like, why did the, you read this? Well, I just it was on my list of like, oh, that it's a. I'm all about the, you like the number game, him? Raymond. <laughs> the numbers game of this family competition. It was 288 pages long. <laughs> I was like, I completely understand. I can get through this. I like logic. Yeah, I do like logic. Mm. <laughs> you don't like logic? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh Raymond, we already know that my music taste is far below what right. you believe music even is. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely on that scale. <laughs> He's definitely I, on the I will uh, say that sliding scale the, there. That Supermarket album is not a rap album. It's very much like nope. a, an indie album, which I thought was a cool <laughs> thing for him to do for for it. So I thought it, I, I liked it. I mean, some of the songs are kind of yeah, but... Raymond looked at you like a dad that just heard the kid's going to wait a year before they go to community college. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was learned my experience, because that's what I did. Huh. I'm sorry my music taste isn't up to your standards, Raymond. I'm so sorry. He's got some okay songs, but um, the fact that you were so interested that you would read his book well, I just is, thought it, uh, I, it was a cool, a cool concept thing that he came out with an album with it. Sure, you wanted to a, believe that it'd be good. Right, and, uh, and to be fair it wasn't it wasn't that great of a book it wasn't it, I, i'm not gonna say i recommend it i recommend the album more than i recommend the book but just read fight club is all i got to tell you for that book oh, there you go. always <laughs> yeah uh so yeah that's i mean that's all i've i'm and i started by raymond's recommendation because apparently uh-huh. whatever i pick isn't good enough for raymond i'm now reading I, right. the, the bosch series because raymond uh-huh. has recommended it to me good. and it, i'm already i started it yesterday i'm already like 90 pages in because i can't put it down so i mean so Hell far yeah. raymond it is good so i uh i started the new season of the the show it came out last week yeah and i hadn't started it yet but it's uh it's interesting i haven't been able to like fully focus on it yet because it's it's one of these things where i binge the whole season and mm. then a year passes and i'm like I, I know what happens in the individual books that I've read because I've read like 14 of the 20 books. Right. But they're like combining stuff from all the different books. So like some of it is muscle memory for me, like remembering what happens in the book mm. and going, oh, yeah. And then I got like three episodes in. And I'm like, I don't remember. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I'm relying on my own memory of what happens in the book. So I got to like take it slow. But again, <laughs> numbers game. This will be my first book uh-huh. that's worth two points. So that's why Raymond yeah. Nugget. <laughs> It's all okay. about the numbers. Well, I got plenty more. <laughs> yeah, if you like that one, I got another 14 for you. Yeah, you have the mailbox deliver <laughs> Kiki's delivery service that one to me too. <laughs> I would be delighted. <laughs> well, that's all I got. Yeah. Gorgeous. Boys, we're going to make it through. We're going to be gonna, able to yeah, see each other again somehow. someday. Someday. One day. One day. Not in May, but one day. I mean, hopefully uh in time for my wedding. That would be nice. I just, that would be nice. I just really mm. want to remember what you guys look like from the shoulders down. I just really miss it. <laughs> Same You're not missing much, <laughs> I sent you that picture of me like three days ago. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. A- Andy, Andy's been keeping the the whole pics pretty regular. <laughs> yeah. I thought those were photoshopped, though. Uh, no? <laughs> you re- oh, no. You really put that up there? Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh. it's elastic. Ugh. Well, proud of you. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you That's know, they can't take a skill away from you. Yeah. Uh, and Andy's been making the most of his time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gotta, 
<laughs> they're a muscle. You got to work it out every day or else it's not going to work properly. Right. Yep. Muscle memory at this point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's basically right. like prehensile. Like you can grab All things. Right. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> okay, folks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, if you have something to, to add to the conversation, uh, why don't you hop on over to Twitter and uh, send us a tweet at uh, at NSAOT pod. Yeah, please. And uh, we, really, we need to get a P.O. box so people can send whole pics. <laughs> well, no. No, now you're requesting it, no, Andy. Not. That's oh. monstrous of you. <laughs> we got enough from you. Yeah. They can they can send, you know, different things for it, you know, like balms. <laughs> And oh, no. if you have Be- yeah and beads, if you have any questions of the more <laughs> private nature, uh, you can <laughs> you can send us an email at never seen any of this pod at gmail dot com. Great. And uh, yeah, <laughs> if you like if you like us here on Whole Talk, <laughs> please, the time uh, hole we did yeah. it. <laughs> please uh, give us a rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on, uh, yes, because please. it would be cool. Love it. Yeah. We know people are listening. Yeah. yeah, we know you're out there. You're out there. You're out there. We're gonna have to do Just a thousand download extravaganza or something when we hit a thousand. <laughs> oh well, yeah, yeah. We'll get. We'll, we'll talk. That's what the good. coronavirus is waiting for. It's waiting for us to hit a thousand. Yeah, it's waiting for us to get one email that isn't from Corey. <laughs> Yeah, we should contact. We should contact like the Bing or something and see if we can mm-hmm. just use their stage. You know, social like social that. distance. Perfect. <laughs> throw, you know, it's throw perfect them a hundred. That amount of people will show up. Yeah. So. Well, nobody will. Yeah, nobody's allowed to show up. Right. We're just gonna live stream from the Bing. I think yeah. that'd be great. You know, throw them a hundred bucks. Sure. You know, perfect. You know, keep They'll the lights take on. It, you know, they <laughs> that'd be it. good. Yeah. One hundred bucks. They had to cancel okay. every event for the next six months, probably. You know, yeah. You can sneak in there. Yeah, just, All right. Yeah. We'll. Yeah, we'll keep <laughs> we'll keep you all updated on any of uh, our developments in this little adventure. Uh, so, well, I think that's it for this week. I've never seen any of this. <laughs> we'll uh, yes. we'll see you next week with another episode. But until then, bye. 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 love to get you on a slow boat to China all to myself alone get you and keep you in my arms evermore leave all your lovers weeping on a faraway shore